Real fast, I wanted to tell you about my new podcast, Upworthy Weekly. It's a lighthearted news podcast. It comes out on Saturdays, and I have forced my co-host, Todd Perry, to join me here to help me tell you about our new venture. Todd, why should they listen? Well, I mean, a lot of people, they think, oh, it's the Upworthy podcast. It's just going to be sunshine, and it's going to be unicorns. But you know what? It's really not that. Allison doesn't have the ability. She doesn't have it in her to actually be that person that I thought we were hiring when we did this show. But clearly, after just a couple episodes, the facade dropped. Okay, I thought, you know, she's doing the Upworthy show. It's not going to be like, oh, neurotic, cynical Allison. But no, she's there. So, you know, I try to counteract that with some of my good vibes. <laughs> um, and, uh, I would argue that if one person is coming off as a little bit cynical and unhinged right now, it's not me. Hey everyone. Hi, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in my studio in person with one of my favorite people. It is Dave Hill. Hello. I'm also sitting here with one of my less favorite people. <laughs> here we go. Producer uh -oh. Tony Thaxton. Hello, Tony. Hey, Allison. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I mean, I was feeling pretty good until all that intro, but we are doing today's a special banner day for us because we're doing two in person shows, yeah. which I think you know what that means. I mean, that that I think believe that'll add up to eighty thousand dollars. It means you owe me eighty thousand dollars, Dave. Tony became during the pandemic. Tony became so disillusioned with doing all of our shows on Zoom, which I'm sure you can understand oh, as yeah. a human being with eyes and ears and a computer. I hate Zoom. That he offered me forty thousand dollars per episode that he would pay me, and wow. I said that just makes sense. Sure. Yeah. But then, because I am a health conscious woman with two children, right. Uh, who's, you know, afraid of COVID, basically. Sure. I said, I can't just look at the bottom line. We're still going to have to do some Zoom shows. Do you yeah. know how much money I've lost making that decision? Tens and a lot of it. So of much. I, can't, I don't even have that many fingers. Yeah. But today <laughs> is the day I make it all back. I love it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, very excited to have you on the show. I'm very excited to be on the show. I know. In person, no less. It just worked out. I love it. And I think it worked out. I mean, we've been talking about this for Since years. Since the 80s. <laughs> Since the 80s. <laughs> I think. I was, I was wearing shoulder pads that came in a can. Yeah. I was doing Jane Fonda. I was doing The Pony mm -hmm. as uh, dictated by Jane Fonda on a VHS tape. Yep. Where I was wearing leg warmers. And you were doing maybe a live stream on Instagram, which was anachronistic, given that sure. I was it was the eighties. Yeah, but I, I was together? early adopt adapt adopter. You early both, adopter. yeah, you adapted 
you adopted, and adopted at the same time. Yes. And I think I dropped in to say, Dave, I love you and I miss you. And then you're like, I'm going to be in LA, maybe. Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was probably, yeah, doing what I do when I'm starved for attention, which is often. <laughs> yeah, I'll do like, on the days that my girlfriend goes to work, I will, because uh, she only goes to the office a couple days now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll, I'll sit and have morning coffee after we get back from the, do- my dog and I get back from the dog park. Um, yeah. And, but it's just cause I'm desperate for attention and things like that. But I started, you know, you can fundraise. Mm-hmm. So I, I make a little donation thing for no kid hungry. Cause I figured like in these, you know, polarized times, there's people, no one can say, I don't want to help kids right. eat. Yeah. You know? So I just, cho- I just choose something that no one can have any problem with whatsoever that's really good well now tell me about the impulse to do that because i think i would just be like reproductive rights fuck you people who aren't into it and i think that would be a bad thing to do i do that too i do that sometimes and i donate of my of my millions and millions of dollars (laughs) i do make my own donations to organizations but i find in the morning like having coffee all I'm looking for is trying to improve my mood, really. Mm-hmm. And how can I do that? Attention, attention, attention. Yes, yes. And then also, like, I get psyched, like, because some people will just, I don't know if they're drunk and they're in Australia or something, like, where, you know, they'd be drunk at the same time I'm drinking morning coffee. Uh-huh. But sometimes people will just don't, like, one person donated, like, $2,500. Oh my like god! I raised over four thousand dollars in like twenty minutes. Wow! Did they put the decimal place in the wrong spot? No, I asked, like, I messaged them directly because yeah. I, I was just like, "What? Like, that's amazing! Like, mm-hmm. are you okay?" <laughs> they, <laughs> they were like, "Yeah." I was just, they, I think they did say they were high or something, <laughs> but um, you know, they didn't weren't like, "Oh my gosh, I have to get that donation back." Right. Um. And then it inspired other people to donate. Um, so, That's great. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, if nothing else, I've made the bed and I raised $4,000 for kids. So, but that was on the best day. But yeah. usually I'll get a few hundred. And then, and I think, well, I'm not, I'm mostly garbage, but not entirely garbage. If I'd start the day that way. So I do that a couple of days a week. I, I don't think you're garbage. I thank you. Well, thank you very much. I don't think I'm garbage either, generally. But I, you know, there's a percentage of me in the day where I'm just like, oh God, this is just this whole experiment of life has been an absolute disaster. I failed at every turn. <laughs> is it uh, a predictable time of the day that you the, the garbage percentage takes hold, or is it just like? cumulatively you know x percent of the day you feel like trash probably you know when you wake up like four in the morning in that like window where you're just like oh god oh my god i have to keep going (laughs) (laughs) there's that and then you know uh yeah then probably a chunk of the morning usually i don't know i have good days though you know (laughs) there but i really have days when i'm like i'm all right 
You say you, ra- you rarely or you really? Very rarely. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I'm I'm a good guy doing good stuff and succeeding. Yeah. That's very, I get, but I do have little windows where I feel that way. And that's when I strike. And that's when I get stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> I have so, so much to say about all of this, but I just want to explain who you are in case someone is like. Uh, they, if they're still listening. They so, are still listening. You know, may, but if I haven't just uh, turned them off. No, what? they're still listening. First of all, they're blown away by the fact that I'm already talking to the guests because normally I would still be making Tony feel terrible about himself. Sure. I've been doing this for a while now. We and can come back to that. Oh, we, we probably will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've got a, I'm not concerned about that. I've it'll, got a, it'll come back. I've got a quota. Yeah. I just Good decided story. to just do something different today, which is my show. Um, the the old way I used to do it. Um, but I think that they might just be like, oh, Dave Hill, he's a depressed philanthropist. Sure. And I want to explain that you're more than that. Uh, that's one aspect of my personality, <laughs> but there are other things. Yes. You're a comedian. Mm-hmm. You're an author. Yeah. Let's name some of your books. I'm glad you asked. Uh, the first one, Tasteful Nudes. Second one, Dave Hill Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Third one, Parking, Parking the, the Moose. Moose. And uh, October 10th, 2023, I believe, is the next book, which is loosely about the sport of hockey, but also about a lot of other stuff. And uh, I don't know what that's called yet. Right. And then also, you're a really talented musician. One of the greats. You are one of the greats. (laughs) And for anyone who used to listen to me on the Adam Carolla show, there was a drop that I did that became a very popular ringtone. And it was me imitating the way that you play guitar. Do you know about this? Yes. Did you, you, cause you came on the show this. and you, yeah. yeah. And it, I was trying to, you, I don't think you weren't there, but I was trying to explain the kind of guitar playing you do. And I was like, no, you guys, he's one of, I, I can't, I don't think I can do it justice, but I was like, he can do the like, like the Wheatleys. Cause sure. you are like, you can do the Van Halen, like, uh, who are the famous Wheatleys? Satriani. He's a Wheatley, yeah. Um, Satriani. Uh, John Mayer. John, mm, he's not really in the Wheatley territory. I'm sure Steve he. Vai. I'm sure he can do some of that. Yeah. Um, but who are the who are Steve the most Vai would yeah, be one. famous Wheatleys? Of the ones Wheatleys. you mentioned, I really only like Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Nothing against those other guys. You know, it's I'm not. not thing. I'm not saying they're the people that you model yourself after. I'm just saying if someone yeah, were Wheatley, to think of like who are the most yeah, famous Shredders. Yeah, yes. like uh, yeah. yeah, those guys pretty much. Yeah, it's a, but the hammer on pull offs. Who exactly who, who who are the people who everyone thinks of when you think of those? I mean those would be the big maybe the big three and Dave Hill. And Dave Hill. But the reason I the reason <clears throat> I do that is because going back to sort of what we were talking about before I mean, as a kid, like, you know, in high school and stuff, I want, you know, it's sort of like, I think of it as like the musical version of like wanting to be awesome at skateboarding or something. Because it's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to do sweet jumps, which is, yeah, you know, the, is the sweetly weedly. <laughs> but the thing is, as I've gotten older um, and doing comedy and like writing books and things and just like being up my own ass you know, creatively all the time. And, you know, to do something physical, like the weedly, weedly, (laughs) you can, you know, because you're like, oh, do I suck at writing? Do I suck at uh, 
stand up or storytelling or whatever performing and you know and if, and there's actual people out in the world that are they hear me question this and they're like yeah you do suck at that <laughs> i we can only assume there has to be and uh but like when you sit down with a guitar and practice and you go like oh i practice this thing and then you get better at it and there's no debating like you don't you don't have to question like mm-hmm. do i suck and you're like well i might suck but i'm better than i was four days ago right and so like that is like one of the few things in my life that i that i feel that way about where you can be like oh i'm without question Mm -hmm. getting better at that thing and then plus i've learned that it's kind of funny to because when i started incorporating the guitar into into comedy stuff like i you know it's because i'm with a lot of it's like oh being bad is funny and then you don't want to be just good because that's not funny. But then when you're really just doing stupidly good things, then that becomes funny again. Mm-hmm. So I sort <laughs> right. of learned that. Like that because once I started doing that, like, oh, it's fun for me. And it's funny because it's so inappropriate and it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so it's like flashy. Yeah, it's flashy because like, I mean, I think there's very few guitar players in history who've like done like this, like I think Eddie Van Halen is the best example who's like done all that stuff, but he's like transcendent genius. But when you get to other guys, not to knock anyone, I think usually it's like, it's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. So you're an amazing musician. And then also, I don't want to say amazing. You're a good musician. I'm decent. I'm decent. Okay. I'm okay. I'm downgrading myself. <laughs> you appear on television quite a bit. Not enough, though. Let's, not enough. let's all agree not enough. I don't think enough. But lately you've been on To Tell the Truth? Would to I Catch li- a Thief? Would what, I Lie to You? Would what I Lie it? to You? Yeah, okay. I was on that. Uh, the sort of American reboot of the British, mm-hmm. of the much more successful British show. <laughs> this is what always happens. They always make... US versions of British shows and then for whatever reason then they cancel them. Oh, did oh. it get canceled? I I gosh, I shouldn't really say. I and I thought I thought it was great, but I don't know if it's coming back. I don't know. I hope it does. Let me stress <sighs> if anyone uh, from the network or produce. I think it's a great show and I hope it comes back. I want to be on it some more. Yeah. So, you're yeah. just not sure of the status of it. I don't know the status of it. Got it. It may very well. They may be shooting today and just didn't tell me. <laughs> if, if so, I think that's rude. <laughs> it would be you're rude. In town. But it also wouldn't be the first time. Mm. The, that was shot in New York, which is another okay. another thing I really like <clears throat> when stuff shoots uh, like one subway stop from my house. Yeah. Which brings to my my next point. Man of the people. Oh yeah, I turned down car services. Really? To shows? Yeah, I was actually I'd take the subway. I was going to ask about that because I would think someone like you, Dave Hill, in your finery, and you're a man who has finery. I do. Yeah. Uh, the, I think one of the first times I interviewed you, if not the first time I interviewed you, was when I had a terrible web show called The Daily Alice, and I interviewed you on the phone, and you were telling me that moths had eaten a lot of your suits, and it was like a oh, real yeah. debacle. It was horrible. Um, so I would think someone like you who has 
fine clothing wouldn't want to get well you're a man of the people so you i'm from cleveland that's true. i mean i'm just a regular i'm a man of the people you'll turn down a car service even on a hot day yeah because i think it's like there's no it takes longer always oh, that's a real new yorker thing to say it always takes longer it's more of a hassle and i'll take it back sometimes i'll Mm -hmm. take it maybe back home but it takes longer it's not good for the environment and it's just easier for me to just get on the subway than have someone all this stuff what's your what's your address things like that oh it's kind of being being in being given the third degree like that just like all the too many things someone texting you yeah it is a lot of things i'll just get on the train what if your girlfriend is with you then I would do it because she is not good at, uh, like, I'll walk, I will, I'll, like, if I look, something's like two miles away, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll just walk over there. But if it's more than like 300 yards, she's not into it. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time you were on, which was 2015, uh, I was listening back earlier. I did not, I, I, I was not able to get through the whole thing. <laughs> my own oh my show. Gosh. <laughs> this is making me insecure. No, let me rephrase. As, as we're talking, I was, I was thinking, I was like, gosh, I, I hope they're going to edit out a lot of this stupid, boring shit I'm saying. We don't edit. Good, good, good. Yeah, don't. yeah, you no. Shouldn't. No, let me rephrase. It's not that I wasn't able to get through the whole thing because I... <laughs> But I do feel like we should edit that out. But I just said we don't edit. It is not that I was not able to get through the whole thing because I didn't want to. I want to go back. I was not able to get through the whole thing. (laughs) I I ran out of time. Yeah, you had other things. You have a life. I ran out of time is what happened. Sure. Um, But, you know, I really didn't even need to declare that. (laughs) But you did. I really wish I hadn't. That's kind of your move, I feel like. Saying shit I don't need to say. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> what is wrong with me tony I, I mean too much too much zoom too much uh time at home for I two really, and a half and years. i know and also like i pride myself on being a word person and having a good vocabulary and i feel like it's really falling apart lately i don't think anybody's operating full at, speed right now this is true yeah. i hope we're right do you find i in like the middle of the night and then I really only have like a couple hours of each day where I can like access words and names of people like mm. close friends. I'm like, who's that one guy? <laughs> shared, I shared a bed with him, bedroom with him growing up. What's his name again? Oh, my brother. Yeah. 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 I will forget someone's name when I'm going to introduce them. And so then I just hope that like other people can do can pick up the slack for yeah, me. Yeah, you go like, hey, you yeah. guys. Seven. Or a big thing I do is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you guys knew each other. Like after they inter- yeah. introduce each other, I'm like, oh my God, I thought you guys knew each other. I'm so sorry. Um, I was really just waiting for them to do it. So wait, I want to I wanna get back to what I was saying. But first, just the word thing. The word libertine. Sure. Do you think of that word as having a negative connotation? No. Okay, I don't either. And I wanted to use it in a tweet. I'll just be very transparent. Okay, so I just had the comedian Jade Catapretta. Do you know her? Sure. Um, and she uh, 
identifies as pansexual. She like this is is new. I think that she came out as pansexual, but I didn't want to use that word in the tweet. I wanted to say like you know love chatting with the hilarious and libertine Jade Catapretta, blah blah blah. Um, and I wasn't going to use that word just as like oh she's pansexual, therefore she's libertine. Um, but we also had like a lot of other conversation. You know there was other stuff that came up where she was. I like asking me, did you ever hook up with a woman? And she was telling me about like various apps and just, there was a lot of like apps. I'm listening. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> what was that app she was talking about? Field. Field. Yeah. yeah. Field. What is, what goes on there? It, it is, uh, it's a dating app, but it's for, uh, it's a lot of it is like open marriages. It's like action on the side. I <laughs> oh, think. oh, a lot of it is future divorce people. <laughs> Yeah, but she was describing it as like very, if it's like, it's like, and I thought it was exclusively for this, but it's not. She was just saying like, this is where you could go. People who like, you're married, but it's for like women who want to hook up with women, but it's not going to mean anything. And they want to dictate like, you can put your finger up my butt, but just like up to the first knuckle. Like that's how specific people get on this app. I think that's important. And then also like ethically non-monogamous, which is a term that apparently Tony knows all about. I didn't know about any of this. Ethically non that means like (laughs) I fuck around, but I'm cool about it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. So anyway, I was gonna so I was gonna use the term libertine. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I I'm just gonna look this up just to be sure. Mm -hmm. A term I've used like I used to be a journalist. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I, and I wrote about music. So I feel like I've used this like a thousand times before. And I go to look it up. And the first definition is very like not adhering to moral, like it's very kind of judgmental, like not mm-hmm. adhering to morals or something or something. And so then I'm like, wait, maybe it has a negative connotation. The second definition is like free thinking, the one that I mean. But anyway, yeah. I ended up just dispensing with, any word like that because i'm like this is too dicey for a tweet but you so your feeling about the word is like how i initially felt about it right yeah the second definition like kind of unencumbered right that's how i think of it but i mean i was just talking about this this morning about just like semantics and yeah things like that and how i gotta look it up i don't even want to get into the like get into it because it's such like sparks such but but just language uh i think we make these concessions and alterations and you know t- just to accommodate just like the lowest common denominator of people's vocabulary like yeah. you should be able to use the word li- libertine but because you go like oh well someone's going to think i meant that in a negative way okay. but i say fuck it Say, can I say the F word? Yeah. Be uh, libertine I about it. I think you should say libertine if you want, because you don't, I mean, I think that's the fun of words also. Well, is I do too. So I, okay. So being he, able to use them in different contexts. So picture, picture, picture this, Dave mm-hmm. Hill. You're me. That's you're the dream. Fire. <laughs> you're going to, you wouldn't think you're garbage if you were me. No, I wouldn't. I mean, look at you, look, you have all this cool place and. Uh, this thing. 
You're about to fire off a tweet. Right. You're about to write Libertine. You go look it up just, just to be sure. And you come across this noun. One, a person, especially a man, who behaves without moral principles or a sense of responsibility, especially in sexual matters, similar, philanderer, ladies' man. And I'm like, well, that's not what I'm trying to say at all. Adjective, characterized, oh, wait, that's a noun. So that would be the noun. I didn't, okay. Adjective, characterized by a disregard of morality. In sex, especially in sexual matters, like that, it, mm-hmm. it, that's so negative, so uh, yeah. judgmental. Like that's not what I meant. And, and then, it's so almost everybody too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at t- some point in their life. But that's not what I'm trying to say about her. Like, I'm, right, right. Two, a person who rejects accepted opinions in matters of religion, a free thinker. Yeah. Two, free thinking in matters of religion. I was just like, maybe this word doesn't mean what I think it means. No, I think you meant it in like this sort of, I don't know, maybe don't. Unrestrained? Have, unrestrained. Yeah, I don't know. but I mean, I ended up not using it, but yeah. I just feel like, did the word change? Did the definition change? Seems I don't, like I it. mean, well, definitions kind of cha- always change, yeah. you know, that sort of, by the way, backing it up, because I'm paranoid, of course, uh, when I was saying like, you know, talking about language and stuff i'm I'm, this it wasn't i'm not leading to like i think we should be able to say no i know all these horrible words that i don't think yes we should use no i didn't i didn't take it good good but you never know there might be some listener like your dave was i know he was about to defend use of the n-word i know (laughs) it's not where i was headed no no i was uh we're just uh yeah i don't know but i i think it's i think it would have been fine if you used that word and it's okay if you didn't too Yes, I think so as well, because I think I doubt many people are going to be like, I looked it up. And are you calling her a male philanderer? <laughs> well, ma- first of all, if I if I, I know I've uh, pansexual means you it's kind of. You, you can kind of just go in a lot of directions, right? Yes. Yeah. Like she. But she's actually in a relationship with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are attract. It's not even about. It's not about gender. It's not about binary yeah, you're gender. Like you're just attracted to, to what you're to anything. Right. Right. The person. The person. Yeah. But. Um. But then, in aren't we all pansexual then? By some definition, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I don't well, get it. Have you been attracted to someone who's not a, a woman? No. I so mean, not no. like, uh, no. So, no, no. I was just like, I'm overanalyzing. Again, I'm getting into the semantics of it. Yeah, I know. I do but that, too. But, no. I, that, so, it means what I thought it was. But, you know, I'm, I'm 79 years old. And, I, <laughs> you know, I just need to be reminded sometimes yeah. what things mean. Um, Wait, can we go back though? Because what I was going to say is, I was listening to the episode, which I listened to the entire thing, and I and I loved it. And then I listened, I started over again, and I listened to it again. And Wait a minute! I don't know what you heard the, of the Jade episode. No, I listened to our episode. Oh, our episode. I listened to the right. whole thing. I, and thought, I, listened, I, I thought you were saying you you listened to Jade's episode. No. over and over. I listened to our episode over and over, and if you, I don't know what you heard 
if you heard something else, then I mean, the, imagine. I find else. the episode that we did is like you listen to it and then you listen to it again. And you're like, oh my god, I got something else, just something else out of it. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, every time it's yeah, it's like um, and it's like Hamlet in the sense That's that like exactly I was going to say the different when I was younger, I identified with the young people in our episode, and then sure. you know, it's like I, yeah, um, but. Back then, you didn't want to talk about your girlfriend at all. You were very closed off. Was I? Yeah. And I was digging. And I listened when I and I heard myself dig and I was like, Allison, take a chill pill, girl. I wonder why. <laughs> give it a break. Give it a rest. Well, I don't I know. was surprised at how um dogged I was. I'm surprised that I was so uh withholding i guess about it mm-hmm. um because i think par- partially just because like um you know i'm a private fellow um leading uh you know i have my public uh my ins- my <laughs> whatever your public facing instagram public, yeah and then uh and then the real this the, the reality which is me just you know eating saltines mostly mm-hmm. just hanging out but raising dog. money for the children raising money for children the children but you eat toast. I do eat a lot of toast. Too, the, far too much. Wait. Actually. I had it today. Is the toast just for the public? No. The toast, what happened, I did start posting a lot of toast. <laughs> and With a hashtag. With a hashtag. And I even made t-shirts. The hashtag is toast motherfuckers. And, which, and then I made t-shirts because, like, I, you know, I've sort of gotten into just making stupid t-shirts and uh, it's fun to do and uh and usually you know sometimes i'll stumble upon a shirt that like i made up a street gang called the dangerous niggas who hate bullshit wildly global street gang and and the dangerous snakes who hate bullshit that's my street gang and there's literally <laughs> uh you know that shirt uh not surprisingly has sold really well over the years but i made this toast motherfuckers shirt featuring a toaster with a, uh, a piece of toast. I'm very happy, but it's also in flames. But then it says, Toast Motherfuckers. And it didn't sell very well. My girlfriend's like, uh, it says motherfucker on it. Do you, do you think that through? Like, what, you know, not, who's going to buy a shirt that says motherfucker? And I, and I looked and I was like, I think like about 12 people. <laughs> <laughs> but those people are. Those people. Dangerous snakes who hate bullshit is what That's they are. That's exactly right. I've sold more than twelve, but not not a million. Um, but there's a, my friend Jim from the dog run. He bought one. He wears it proudly at the dog run. Very grateful for that. Hmm. But oh, the toast! What happened was during the pandemic, my girlfriend and I went to see her mom for what we thought would be three weeks. Just locked the door on our apartment in New York, and then. End up staying for a year mostly. Where was this? In Ohio, like uh-huh. a tiny town. And so there's a full kitchen and there was just a lot of bread. So I started, hey, let's make toast. I would make bagels too. Cause like in New York, as you know, like I even, despite being a, you know, major, major celebrity, <laughs> um, I live in this apartment where you have to take the toaster out to make toast you have to put it back yeah and then the it's an old building um despite being just an end where where does this apartment end there's so many rooms (laughs) 
despite that, <laughs> um, you can't run the coffee maker and the toaster at the same time. Oh, you'll blow a fuse. Blow a fuse. You can't run the air conditioner on the other end, uh, literally 300 yards away. Uh, you can't run that and or mm. either of those devices or the microwave. Any combination of the of the appliances yes. I just mentioned was short. So it's a, it's a dicey proposition to make toast in my apartment in New York. I still do it, mm-hmm. but not as often. Because you live on the edge. I live on the edge. I'm willing to roll the dice. Plus the landlord's usually home, so I just text her, say, hey, can you flip the switch? Oh, you don't have a, you can't, it's not in your apartment no. circuit? Oh my no. gosh. So there's been do times. Do you blow out the few, do you blow out like the whole apartment building? No, ju- I think just our floor. To my knowledge, I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I've never. Right. You're not in the other apartments. I don't know. Maybe right. I have. <laughs> wow. And let's just get something out of the way. Yeah. Something that I feel like might be sitting between us and I don't want it to be weird. Oh my gosh. Now I'm worried. What? Okay. Tony, get ready with a, a drop. You don't even know what one. Is this one. a gotcha question? Okay, what is it? It might be. Oh, shit. Vegemite? Mm. You don't like Vegemite? I, d- I mean, I've only had it once, and I didn't like it. Well, Vegemite, the, you know, because I Marmite, it's English cousin. Vegemite, everyone knows Vegemite from the Men at Work song, Laying Down Under. Um, It's mentioned there. Probably the most high-profile mention of Vegemite in the history of the product. <laughs> um, I got Marmite, and I thought, you know, I'm an Anglophile. I'm English by blood. So I thought, hey, I'm going to love Marmite. And I, I didn't know you're supposed to spread it very sparingly. Mm-hmm. And, and I spread it like... Jam. Yeah, it just I put a lot of it, and I was mm-hmm. like, and I it's very rare that I don't like, like that I'm just like no mm-hmm. for a food item. Use pretty much every flavor around. I'm into it on some level, but then I had Marmite, and I was like, no, <laughs> right? But then it tastes like earwax or something. Yeah, it, no offense, Marmite lovers. But then I read a. I was like, oh, I'm doing it wrong, mm. and then I did it right, and I was like, oh, this is good. And then Vegemite, people will say like, oh, Vegemite's better, Marmite's better. They're both like yeast extract. I think there's some slight difference in their what they're made out of. But uh, I have both. They're really good. And sometimes I'll just use Vegemite instead. And you, these go straight on the toast? Straight on. Well, sometimes I'll butter it first if I'm feeling reckless. How would you describe the flavor and like what they bring to your toast? It's like kind of like very tangy, salty, but not really salty. It's sour, but not being sour. It's sort of its own thing. And I'll even say that during the pandemic, I also got back into, uh, we would make, my my girlfriend and her mom and I would make, like for whatever reason, they were really into like meals like, cause I'm you're usually just like, I just find food throughout the day mm-hmm. and I don't like engage other people <laughs> in my, my feeding of myself. Like, or, you know, I might ask. Are you someone, like, like a former latchkey kid? Literally, literally, yes. I was literally just talking about this today because, uh, 
yeah, I was a latchkey kid, but I didn't know that I was a latchkey kid. I just was one of five children. My parents both worked, mm-hmm. and I heard there was a commercial on TV about latchkey kids and how you know how we should be so sad for them. And like, it's like asking my siblings or whoever I was watching TV. I'm like, wait, these that's what this is us. This is what we do. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Except one less because we're like living in the suburbs of Cleveland where we literally never locked our we locked the door at night mm-hmm. and it like once the last person was in you know as as we became teenagers and things we'd stay out later and uh not to brag but um <laughs> but then and the, so that we would lock it at night or if as a family all seven of us were out of the state then we would lock. <laughs> right. But otherwise, the doors were always open to our house, always. And uh, so I was so confused. I'm like, why would a kid need a key to get into his own house? Mm-hmm. I did that. And I was talking about this. I grew up, like, I didn't know anyone. Well, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I mostly didn't know anyone that wasn't Catholic until I was, like, 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, I mean, I of course I did, but, like, I it was so Catholic kindergarten grade school high school college so anything that wasn't in my world like having a key to your house for example i was like that must be a public school thing i don't know (laughs) (laughs) or like anything someone oh you drink pepsi that's must be a public school thing i know from anything that i wasn't currently experiencing in my own life i was like that is another world that i can't possibly understand <laughs> so you went to private school or catholic school yeah catholic school? school not like fancy lad school but just catholic mm-hmm. school where'd you go to college fordham university in the bronx got it and mm-hmm. what'd you major in american studies which was kind of just a very vague major based on the fact that i had no interest in uh anything based in reality of what <laughs> we're being taught. Like, I wanted to go to art school to be, like, an illustrator or something. And I was, you know, a rocker as well. And so those were two things that uh, they weren't teaching at that school. So mm-hmm. I just kind of, American studies, you could, you could kind of just, as long as you can make a case for how it fit into what American studies is, um, you could take it. So I just took it as a way to not really major. I mean, college was honestly just because I was like, oh, I want to live in New York City and form a band. Mm-hmm. And it was, so it was a very expensive babysitter, really. High school was like, I think, way more beneficial to young Dave. Really? I, yeah, because I went to a really good, my, I went to this a boys' high school called St. Ignatius in Cleveland that's like really... They like taught you stuff, how to do things, like how to write and things like that. So when I went to college, I think I had this the the things that I needed to be out in the world already. Mm. And then college was just like, a, I don't know what it was. Oh, see, for me, I feel like high school was just like four weird years in between kindergarten through eighth and college. <laughs> like I, I don't even know what I was doing in high school. Yeah, I mean, well, we had, I don't know, we had to say, but I feel that way about life in general. (laughs) Like, I feel any time, I look back on five years ago, and I'll look back on today, Not maybe not today specifically, but I always look back to five years ago, and I'm like, 
oh my God, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Like, how was I behaving? Insanity. Mm. And I think I'll probably do that till the day I die. Like, I'll die at whatever. I, ho- I, was, I go back and forth. I'm like, 105? Or I would be totally fine with like 58. Um, just die. <laughs> Which doesn't give me that much time. Don't do it, 58. Go 108. I don't know. I go back and forth. Uh, I guess, yeah. Somewhere in between. Maybe 108. I don't know, Do 108. Though. Stick around. Maybe. I enjoy your social media Maybe. presence. Oh, thanks. Well, that's the thing. I always think, like, when God, am I going to have to do social media my whole until I die? <laughs> I Probably, feel like we are. Right? I feel like we, there's just more and more. More. And more. There's more and more. But I yeah. swear, if I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I have this fantasy of like doing having like, I don't actually. My girlfriend's into the scratch and wins, the scratchers at the, you know. Oh, okay. Um. And she's into like she'll buy lottery tickets. I don't really do any of that stuff. But I'm always like, if we if we ever hit it big, or maybe in just in life, you know, actual through actual work, um, hit it big, <laughs> had a lot of money. I think I could just go delete, delete, delete. Yes, and then just go disappear into the woods and mm-hmm. live uh, like the Unabomber, but with like like less mid- bombs and like more like mid century modern furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what kind, I don't know what kind of furniture he had. Do you? I you know, I don't know. I know that he used his own feces as fertilizer, which, which I respect. <laughs> no, uh, I actually did this show in I can't remember what year it was. It was one of one of my most favorite things I've ever been able to do. Is I got cast in this. Um, this not really a play. It was you know like the telephone game of like I tell you something, you tell yeah. me, Tony. And um, this this director, um, an Israeli director named Omer Fast. Hopefully, I'm getting that name right. He did this thing called talk show in New York, and he wanted one comedian to be on the cast, and the rest of the cast was like. Jill Clayburg, she was alive at the time, Rosie Perez. Oh, wow. And like, trying to think. Oh, and Lily Taylor. And then two, like, actual, like, character actors. I can't remember. I, the guy from Manhunt. We could look them up. But, uh, and then me. Say the name one more time. I'm sorry. Talk show? Talk show, it was called. Yeah, I would probably tell you. And so the thing was, they would get real life. We did it three nights in New York. And it was like, they would get, so they'd have the six of us in, like, back in a green room. Like, so we had no idea what was going on. And then they would grab one of us. And they, I knew I knew I was always going to be later in the show. And they would leave the person out. And on, waiting for them on stage would be a real life person from, like, a newsworthy person. And they would tell their story to this actor. And then the person, the real person would disappear. And then the next person would be let out having no idea what just happened. And then the actor would tell their tell the story as if it were their own story. And it would change over the course of the evening. It was like, you know, it was like, I don't know, hour and a half show or whatever, two hours. And, uh, and so it was one of the nights was the Unabomber's brother. Oh, wow. David. Uh, Kaczynski 
Ted. Yeah, I think that's his name. Ted Kaczyn, David Kaczynski, I think is his name. And so they had me on the show to like the first, I think the first night, I can't remember the woman's name, but like her husband was a photographer in uh, Iraq, I think. And he was like trying to help this woman escape and he was murdered, like shot as they were fleeing. And then the woman, he was, so he was murdered and the woman like somehow made it to America mm -hmm. and then moved in with her, with his wife. Mm. And so it was like these intense, all the stories right. were super intense. And and uh, my job was to like, just fuck them up really badly. And, and the whole thing is like, because the, the director and is all filmed and he was like wanted my, the audience to hate me like because <laughs> i was like joking around about murder yeah in every night and so one of the night i'm sorry it's totally derailed all no this the, is really the interesting was mentioned but so then and then you go after the show and they have like drinks and it's like hey so i met the you know yeah. brother nice guy did you, anyway. <laughs> but did but did he did he weigh in on what kind of furniture the Unabomber had? I'm just kidding. Mid century modern. <laughs> oh, there you go. A lot of Marameco yeah. throw pillows and yeah. No, he didn't mention. Uh, so your girlfriend, the one that you wouldn't talk about last time I when I was why digging. I, wouldn't talk about. I think I you, you pulled one of those like ah, oh, no one cares about that, and I'm like, no, I do. But I'm just saying, I look back on that and I'm like, I should have respected a boundary. I feel like tell, you're, you're... But I don't think it was a real boundary. I was probably just like, I don't know. I don't, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what was... Like, to my point, that was like five years ago. But you're, you've written for the New York Times. Yes. And other lofty... Lofty. Pres prestigious. I'm going to say it in a way that I, do. I normally would say prestigious. Please. Uh, publications. Now, have you done like profiles? Like, uh, have these been first person like essays type things or like uh, profiles of other people? Well, for the New York Times, or interviews, the New York Times, I did a few of those a night out with that they used to do. Mm. Uh, maybe they still do. I mean, I still read the New York Times, but I don't. I it's not. I I don't get it. Like you know, the Sunday right. Times. Like I used to, so I don't see everything. But um, it was like a night, a, you go a night out with this person, you just write about what what you do, what happened, and stuff. And the first one I ever did was with Judah Friedlander. Oh, cool! And it was before before I started doing comedy, so I went out with him and uh, like followed him. You know, he just kind of took me all over doing his spots, mm. and uh, he was in a movie at the time. And so it's kind of like uh, along with that. And uh, yeah, so I did a few of those. And then uh, and then I just bring it up all the time now. So New before you were doing comedy. <laughs> makes what, me sound more competent. Were you, what were you uh, wanting to, what, what was your career path going to be at that time? I think uh, I, I was like, I mean, to, well, the quick, well, nothing I say is quick. But um, I was like, wanted to be like a visual artist. But then I was like playing in bands. So I was like, I'm just going to be a rocker, rocking people. And so I was doing that. And, I, you know, my first band out of college, like we had a record deal and we're like on MTV and like all the stuff I 
dreamt of as a kid. And what was that band? Happened. Um, horrible name or amazing name, depending on how you look. It was called Sons Velvis. <laughs> you can see videos on YouTube. Like we were John Stewart before before he had the Daily uh-huh. Show, he he hosted a show on Fox called I think the John Stewart Show. And we were a guest on that show. Sam Elliott was one of the guests and the cast of Stomp. And one other, <laughs> another, an Australian actress, I can't remember the name of, they were all on the night that we were on. And you can see, it's on YouTube, and I have long, like, post-grunge hair. Oh, I'm excited to see. Like, completely uh, embarrassing hair. I mean, but I'll probably say this is bad hair at some point. That I currently have. Like Daniel, I, like I'm picturing Daniel Johns of silver chair hair, even though that's like way after. Or are we it talking like been, Jerry it, Cantrell hair? It would have been kind of in the same, because it would have been around the same time as silver chair. Like but I feel like he had fine hair. It was kind of like that. I feel like it, he had I probably good hair. looked like I was in silver chair. Okay. I feel like that's, that's <laughs> totally defend, defendable. I, hair. I probably didn't have the. Did you have ugly kid Joe hair? <laughs> no but you know what's weird i know i know a guy who's playing with uh my friend mike squires plays with ugly kid joe and i was going to i went to copenhagen which is a metal festival in copenhagen i went in june and somehow my friend uh is friends with the singer for ugly kid joe and put us on a text thread amazing so I could meet up with them and and, and a star in the line didn't happen. I'm sorry. But somehow he I think was trying to call her and called me. And I You've was talked like, to Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> I yeah, the singer um um called me by accident and I was like, Hey, it's Dave Hill. I don't think you mean you're meaning to call me. But anyway, so yeah, I have. That's cool. Whit- Whitfield Crane, very nice fellow. Such a yeah. So I, you know, that's my ugly kid Joe story. That's locked, amazing. Locked and loaded. That's a- <laughs> happened within the last couple of weeks. That's amazing. Did you have a conversation, or was it just like, oh, sorry? I think he was confused, and so I was just like, hey, um, yeah, it's Dave. Would you agree with me though? So anyway, so you're fellow writer, journalist, you, you know. Sure. Oh, yeah, too. Would you agree with me, though? See, I feel like back in the day, mm-hmm. it, a premium was placed on, or maybe I just, no, I think a premium was placed on as a journalist, like getting answers out of people and getting people to tell you stuff and being kind of dogged. Uh, and so when I heard, I'm sorry, I'm really focused on this. When I heard myself really trying to like get you like like i said not respecting that you were like i don't want to talk about that and me kind of being like ah come on whereas now i feel like i'd be like okay just in five years i feel like there's much more emphasis on like you just have to respect people's boundaries i I feel like it's i I feel like in in interviewing it's changed the tide has turned well i think you know potentially if i think about it it, you know, it partially had to do, if I, you know, if I can guess why I was, um, I'm, as we all know, I'm not terribly, I don't even want to 
whatever notoriety I have, I, I, I don't even like to call it fame because I think it's sub fame, whatever. I would say I'm like, you know, maybe slightly more well known than the mailman of your town. Mm. <laughs> and there was, but over the years, there's, there have been a handful of, I don't, don't want to say quite stalkers, but people that have frightened me by the mm-hmm. ba- behavior. Okay. And, um, and one of them involved, um, making me being, uh, concerned that they might, uh, get a little too far and, into my girlfriend's business. Go, I see. In a murdery way. Oh, geez. no, not in a murdery way, but just in a way where I was like, "Oh shit, this is kind of weird." So I think did I they think want? I've been like, did they little, want you for themselves? I don't know. I see. But so I think I've been like a little, maybe that Protective. way, just because there's there's only been a handful of people like that over the years where I'm kind of like, um, you know, just people acting weird. Like someone sent me a picture of my built the building that I live in once. And they're like, is this where you live? And I don't think they meant it. And, th- and this, the, the, per- the people that I'm re- genuinely concerned about, have done more concerning things than mm-hmm. that. But people do stuff where you go like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And like, why would you take the time to be like, this is where he lives. And then be like, is this it? Right. Not that I, I'm not worried. Like, that someone's going to come to my house and murder me or anything like that. Cause I figure like you could do that. You know, all you have to do is be like, Oh, he's at union hall. I'll kill him there. So, you know, like you don't have to kill me in front <laughs> right, of my house. Right. Plus I have a big scary dog. No one's going to do that. Yeah. Lucy. How's Lucy? She's a sweet sweetie. Mm. Um, she's having a little troubles with her legs. So Aww. I'm worried she might need surgery. So I'm very sad about it. How but old is she now? She's seven. She'll be Aww. eight in a couple months. So, you know, she's hopefully got a nice long life ahead of her still, dog-wise. Um, this to my point of, you know, wanting to die. I hope. <laughs> I really, I love her so much. I know. That I really hope that we both die of natural causes at the exact same time. Because <laughs> I just don't, I can't even fathom... Uh, I know. I don't know. I know. I know. I know. I've had you know dogs before, but this is not the first dog that I've ever had. That's been like my dog. Yeah, my your like, adult dog. Like we wake up and look, like when I we make out like every morning. Like I crawl to the end of the bed that she's on you know, on, and then just make out city. Oh wait, because she was in a crate. She was sleeping in a crate when we last talked. Is she, she, has she graduated w- to your room now? Oh, yeah. That happened super fast. Okay, because she was in a crate. You said that sometimes she comes into your room for nighty time. <laughs> and then... Oh, I mean... that. You, then she we goes mu- in a crate in another room. We talked, like, literally in the first two weeks of having her because... You had, yeah, you just got her. Because... And you were oh, it's seemingly unsure, like, jo- kind of jokingly unsure about her. Now, you were, like, pretty into her, but... Yeah, it was very fresh. I was kind of overwhelmed yes. by You've, the response. You were saying that you thought it might have been a mistake. Yeah, but you know, looking back on that, I I regret even considering that. Um but no, she she was we had a crate and then I went on tour or something and I she was in the bed all the time. I've been in the bed ever since. And then we still kept a crate 
like briefly, like, and would put her in it when we went out. Uh huh. You know, because we were just like reading like what you're how you're supposed to train and raise a dog and stuff. And then at some point early in her life, I was going out, you know, do something. She was just on the couch. And I was like, let's go. It's in the crate. And she just kind of looked at me and I was like, you're fine. And she never <laughs> went in the crate again. I well, we, we put her in the crate one time, actually, overnight. She was, I don't know what she was doing, but we were like, let's put her in the crate. She's just like being a pain in the ass. And she was like catatonic in the morning. She was just like, what oh. is going on? I can't believe you put me in this thing. And we we got her. And it was a large mm-hmm. crate, not to name drop, but it was Janine Groffalo's large dog's crate that she got you just of. you did just name drop but that's i wanted so to go cool. hard yeah that's cool <laughs> well you know we're friends uh with her and her boyfriend they live a couple blocks away and so we needed a crate they gave us a big crate <sighs> janine was my first uh i'm sorry i'm just there's a lot of squirrels running over that roof and it is distracting me sure. uh and i feel like they're trying to pull focus dave um janine was my first sketch fest guest not to name drop, and I love her. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's one of my favorite comedians, yeah. one of my favorite human beings. Mm-hmm. So there. And she gave you a crate. Mm-hmm. Interest of full disclosure, I think her boyfriend maybe spearheaded the whole operation. I can't remember. Still, but though, she for a long time would always would buy Lucy like toys and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I would come. I'd be out of town, I'd come back, and there'd be, like, a dragon or dinosaur. Janine. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, listen, I need to ask you about more stuff. But first, I just want to say, speaking of, we were talking about your dog sleeping in bed with you. Sure. And sleeping and all that. I want to tell you about Blissy pillowcases. Oh, I love those. They... I don't know what they are, but I love them. When you find out, Dave, you're going to take whatever kind of pillowcase you have right now, you're going to take it, unless it's blissy, you're going to take it off your pillow. You're going to destroy it. It's silk. It's silk. I wonder if I have them. Oh, do you have silk pillowcases? I do, yeah. Then if they're not blissy, get rid of them. Uh, Listen, your cotton pillowcases have been destroying your skin and hair. They absorb moisture. They dry out your skin. You need a better pillowcase. So it sounds like you, I think you might already have Blissey. Look, it's time to upgrade your sleep with Blissey's award-winning 100% mulberry silk pillowcases. Seriously, silk is what's best for your hair and skin. It reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents breakage. <clears throat> That's because it keeps the moisture in your hair and keeps your skincare products and natural moisture on your skin. Unlike cotton, you can say goodbye to wrinkly skin in the morning and wake up with healthier and shinier hair you can be proud of, Dave. Blissey's pillowcases regulate temperature, keeping you cool at night. Seriously, the entire pillowcase is cool to the touch. No more sweaty nights spent tossing and turning as you search for the cool side of your pillow. Blissey pillowcases are made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic so you can sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes. And unlike other silk pillowcases, theirs are machine, washable, and durable. With the holidays just around the corner, why not give the gift of better sleep? Plus, they come in gift-ready packaging. Your recipients will be sure to love. Uh, they are so soft. They're so beautiful. My hair is silky and shiny, and your, my your hair is amazing. Thank you. I, this is I've always thought this. About oh my you. gosh! Thank I you. I mean, 
but yeah, totally amazing. Well, and I, I don't just go handing out hair compliments. No, I feel like I've never received one from you ever. I thought it, but of my many flaws, perhaps the biggest withholding compliments. I think it. I think the compliment, but I don't say it out loud. Well, I appreciate. I appreciate it so much, Dave. Um, and I owe it to Blissey. Everyone loves them. They have a ton of different prints and colors and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. They have over 1 million raving fans and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissey.com slash best friend and get an additional 30% off. That's blissey, B-L-I-S-S-Y.com slash best friend and use code best friend to get an additional 30% off your skin and hair. Well, thank you. You were on tour with Puddle's Pity Party. That's right. Well, we just did a short run, of, which is to say just three shows. Okay. But you tour with Puddle's Pity Party. Yeah, we've been doing shows on and off since like December. He's a clown, a large clown with a beautiful voice. This is accurate. He's that and that and more. But yes, those things are all true. What? um, And by the way, a friend of mine... uh, posted on instagram he took a picture of his before the show a picture of his ticket last night oh he was at the show no saturday saturday did you do one last night as well we did we did saturday too i think it was saturday yes who's your friend did i meet them um his name is andrew thompson did you meet an andrew thompson i don't think i did yeah i don't know i don't think so i met a few people that night okay you know i met who by by the way if you i can i love name dropping as we've established yeah I met Sid Croft. Oh, oh wow. how was that? Amazing. I mean, Sid and Marty Croft yeah. made all these amazing That's cool. Things. Yeah. I met, he was at the show Saturday. Well, I wonder if Andrew met him. And Leslie Jordan was there. He was in the show. Wow. Yeah. So Andrew took a photo and I, I, I uh, DM'd him and I said, oh my gosh, Dave Hill is going to be on that show. He's the best. And then he oh, wrote back and you. said he was so funny. Oh, that's so nice. So my question for you is that's what all what that what you just said, that's all I'm asking for. Someone to say I'm the best <laughs> and he's so funny. If if all I can get are those two things. Will you will you stick around till one oh eight? Yeah, that's all I'm asking. Yeah. I know why can't everyone do that all I the was time just, and then tell but you? But this is I know, like but but you would think like eventually maybe I get to a place where I don't require those things to make me feel good okay. about myself. Like yeah. I admitted this to my I was talking to, to some friends this my, oh. my friends this morning. Um and I was at the airport, I was at JFK the other day and not many people are wearing masks. I know. And as as I, I can't stress enough, I do not fancy myself a famous person. But especially in New York, it would not be uncommon for someone to walk up and compliment me when I'm at like JFK or something. But I'm wearing a mask and I'm like, no one else is wearing a mask and I'm not going to get any compliments <laughs> because I'm the one person walking around. I said, I'm not easily recognized by this mask on and no one's going to tell me that I should keep going. <laughs> all I need is someone to say, hey, you're Dave, you're the best. That's all I'm asking. <sighs> Um, during the pandemic, I thought I want to make, and I'm, no one steal my idea unless it sucks. Then I'll steal it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I want to make a documentary or write an article or, or, or I do something 
I want to explore for my own personal reasons, what is, what is the healthy relationship that we're supposed to have with external validation? Like certain, we're social animals, certainly external validation has some role, right? Because I found myself struggling with it. Like, I don't, you know, are we just not supposed to need it at all? Well, I think the the thing is, none. Of, if you got what you, if you were to get what you think you want, you wouldn't give a shit, and you would still not be satisfied. Not you personally, mm-hmm. Allison, because you're largely perfect. But I'm just saying, most humans, myself included, I think if you were like, there's no. I always say like half jokingly and not particularly humorously or humor humorously is like doing shows, for example, like, like how did it go? Well, I realized like anything short of the entire audience rushing the stage and carrying me out into the streets on their shoulders, anything less than that would just not be enough. And even then (laughs) that wouldn't be enough. Yes, it's so, bottomless. It's empty. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a niche that can't be scratched. So I think once you realize that, and realize that not, none of it matters, and all that matters is, and I don't follow this all the time, but truly, like all I want are like some half decent snacks, and hang out with people that I like, and my dog, and hopefully some other dogs are hanging out too. <laughs> Um, and that's, I don't really give a shit about anything Mm -hmm. else. I, you know, I like having some sweet guitars around, Yeah, but nothing else really matters. I mean, of course I'm still going to be like, Ooh, cause I, I, you know, I get to, I will act in something maybe a couple times a year and it would be great to do more than that. And then I'll get to do some other thing on TV, you know, do like enough, but not nearly enough. But every anything I see, any movie, any television show, there could be like a 12-year-old girl in a role, and I'll be like, huh, how'd she get that? <laughs> Why don't I read for that? <laughs> yes! And I'm just truly like, what the fuck? And, and I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> without exception. Always. And it's so, you realize like, it's it's nothing, and you realize that, Everyone, so many people, I don't want to name names, but like I've heard stories of people that are friends with massively successful people and they'll be like, they are- Also do that? They're all like, yeah, like massively famous comedians who are like, why wasn't I on that uh, best comedians list of of, of New York City or some stupid list? And- uh, and there's like, yeah, they get just as mad about that as everyone else. Oh. And they're playing arenas, you know? There is this uh, Hollywood Reporter's 40 most powerful, 40 most influential podcasters, 40 most powerful podcasters list. Do you know about this, Tony? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think it was in the Hollywood Reporter, 40 most. I forget. It's a list of like, it's the 40 most 
some big word podcasters issue that just came mm-hmm. out. And it has like created this like, do you read Pynchon? Uh, Thomas? <laughs> Ned. Ned Pynchon. Ned Pynchon has- <laughs> I think the first, the first line of, uh, which one? The, I'm blanking, but it's like a screaming came across the sky is mm-hmm. the first line of not crying a lot 41 because that's the one I read. But which is the the bit, the opus from a long time ago? It doesn't you know what? This is an arcane reference that doesn't matter. But anyway, a screaming came across the sky when this article came out. Like, sure. oh, so many people are up in arms. Oh, that, that I know. know. Yeah, because yeah. it's like it's just uh, it's basically a list of like famous people who have podcasts right now and like powerful agents who are representing podcasters right now. It's like the sort Mm -hmm. of my, the people that I came up with and like people that I would consider peers and stuff who have been in podcasting for a really long time. Like we're not on the list, you know, it's like, but so anyway, but like I know of someone who is going, who wants to quit doing their show because of this list, essentially like it is a very destructive list. Why did I bring it up? Oh, just to talk about um, you talking about like very famous people who have this rea- this this reaction of like uh, co- the comparing and despairing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it, you think of like if, if these kind of people have these reactions, then like what's yes. the? I mean, there's something like I'm just basically not not because I saw this, but I did see Jim Carrey. Like I don't even know if he said it. It's more like a meme that you keep seeing. Of him where he's like, I wish that everyone would, you could probably pull it up. It's like a quote. I hope everyone would get exactly what they wanted to realize none of it matters. But I I do think that's true. And, you know, because like any, any area of what I do, like, I think I suck and I'm a failure and a fraud and all that. But then I'm like, well, I've been making my living at all these things that I'm horrible at for a long time. And the thing, the only thing I really give a shit about is I'm like, I'm making toast in my underwear at noon on a Tuesday. My dog's over here waiting for me to give her a treat. And I don't have to fucking be anywhere. And don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you have a lifestyle that you, yeah, think, that I'm you like, like. I'm like, you know, I am complain about everything, but it's kind of going all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I wrote this thing, and I forget the title, but it was like on being a pregnant, greedy, ambitious, jealousy monster or something. Because it, it really came to a head when I was pregnant with Elliot, when I started realizing that like every good thing that happened for anyone around me, and this was like something that I had sort of it's not like I had never, ever felt this in my life before, but it really was like everything that happened for anyone. I was like, why not me? Yeah. And but but to your point of like the 12 year old getting the role, like, why wasn't I in the room? Mm-hmm. You know, and just like it really was like, why wasn't I? I'm not even in the conversation anymore. And it's like, no, of course, I'm not in the conversation for like they're going to send, you know, a uh, a student to space or something like something that's like nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. Every now and again, that stuff crops up in me and it's like, I've sort of been able to trace it to, it really has nothing to do with my career. It has to do with feelings about my family and my childhood. And like, it's very, you know, primitive, like innate 
family dynamic stuff for me that gets triggered and then I kind of like project it onto all this outer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, that's exactly it. It's like, I was always like, you know, my mom, my mom died like 12 years ago, but I was always just like, I want her to think that I'm okay, you know, and not, you know, and like in the last six months of her life, she was still like, because I had written for the New York Times of like a few pieces, like mm-hmm. a long time ago, but I've, but of course we'll always put it in my bio because it makes it seem like I... Uh, it's very legit. It makes you seem like you know st- to do st- how to do stuff. Uh, but, <laughs> but like until she, her, she was still like, can't you just go get a job mm. at the New York Times? Like, because to her, that's like a real job. Yeah. And... You know, I remember, uh, again, like last, and so so that was definitely in the last few months of her life she had said that. So I was like, oh, she's never, it's never going to, we're getting down to the end here, it's never going to (laughs) work. And then, like, she, one another time she was like, around the same time, she was like, hey, my friend so-and-so saw you on HBO last night, and uh, and I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, it's like, that's pretty good, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, like thinking like, oh, she gets it. And then there's a pause. I swear to you, it's a pause. And she goes, what's HBO? Because oh. like she never, they didn't have cable. Yeah. They never, she didn't never had email. Like they just lived in this, just didn't know stuff. Right. So, and sort of like it took her being literally just on her deathbed where I was like, oh, none of this stuff matters. It's totally stupid like she just doesn't want me to like be homeless Mm -hmm. and like she can understand like what some jobs are and like like you you know you can't be like oh you know i think i I think i sold a web series or whatever (laughs) if people even do that anymore i don't even know right i don't know i don't know stuff (sighs) i don't think Mm -hmm. they call them web series now because it's all streamers i'm I'm 79 years i'm i think libertine is is not pejorative and it might be like i'm i'm not a, you know i'm not in touch anymore either no you are you know what we're i mean you not that i'm clocking this at all but you've used words that don't find their way into con you've used you've used the word pejorative you've used the word arcane and i like it because you know most people you, you can't, they can't use more than a syllable a syllable or two you know words so yeah, i what, stand you, behind what, what's the point anymore I stand behind your usage of libertine. Thank you. And I think you should use it. And I think you should go back and tweet about Jade Catterall. I might add that and tweet. And be like, by the way. But when I when I the woke when the woke mob calls me up um, <laughs> and I need a, a witness, a character witness, I'm going to call on you. Oh, you will. And then they'll be like, well, uh, they're say, what's HBO? Got news for you. That, that Dave. She um, wanted to say the N word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where they're going to go. I know he didn't even approach suggesting that, but if you would have let him go on for 20 more minutes, that's where it would have landed. I guarantee it. Um, I don't know. I think all you, all you can do is try, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. That's all you can do. And then, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's hard wanting a parent to, like, get you. And realizing it's it's never going to happen in the way that you want it. I have I have a lot of that. It's ne- my like my dad. I think you know because he's, he's been around 
longer to see me become a multi-thousandaire. <laughs> uh, he gets stuff a little better, but like, I think part of the reason I keep writing books, despite their, you know, their, I shouldn't say their lack of sales, because my publisher might be listening and be like, wait a minute, why do we give him this? Because, you know, let's be clear, they're all with major publishers. Yeah. But, um, prestigious. Prestigious. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I think part of, I mean, I like doing it, but I think part of the reason is because then there's a physical thing. My dad knows what a book is. And mm -hmm. I'm like, here, dad, I did this. Do you love me now? Yes. And, um, but he, like, he recently, I was talking to him and he's like, it's like, yeah, I was like flipping through the TV last night. Um, and he does have cable, by the way. He, cool. Once after my mom died, he's like, fuck it. Get <laughs> cable. Um, and he's like, I was flipping through it, and there you were. You were on TV. And I thought, I just thought that was pretty cool that uh, you could just be on TV as well. I'm just flipping through the dial. And I was like, what? Not that I've been on, not that I'm uh, uh, like, constantly on so many like what could it possibly have been you yeah. know but i but still might might have been a couple things at a time you know in any given window of whatever so i was like what was what did you see and he's like oh you were on this he was like you and just and this other guy sitting there and so it was this show i was on on true tv and uh so he's like yeah and, uh, and then there's just like a, so he's like yeah it's pretty cool that you're on tv and then there's a pause and he just goes not your best work. <laughs> and that's that's the best, that's as good as it's going to get from him. What was it? Or do you know what to say? I can't. It was a show called Comedy Knockout. Um, again, to my complaint of, of another panel show that got canceled, because I, I love panel shows. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to, uh, they're fun. And in the UK, like plenty of comedians, you can just make your living doing that. And then you can go on tour because everyone sees you on that show. But they keep trying to make them stick here in America. And they, for whatever reason, they, they never last. Question about something that we talked about last time. You were friends with Joe Franklin. Yes. Um, and you named your dog after, yeah, after him. Yeah, Joe Franklin. Yeah, a.k.a. Lucy. Yeah. Um, but you became friends with Joe Franklin like before you had really forged your career. Yeah, uh, I, I would argue I didn't have any career. Yes. Yeah. But did you, and you called him up when, and I think I was starting to ask you this last time and never like really got to it. You call his number was in the phone book. How, mm -hmm. it, like to me, that's very brave to just be like, hi, I'm Dave Hill and I want to know you. Like, yeah. how, what did you do? I, I wish I, I don't, I don't have that confidence any, okay, anymore. Okay, that's my kind of my question. I used to have it. I don't I know did too what, when what I was happened. in my early twenties. So I was like, the happened. world is my oyster. Something happened where I used to just ask anyone anything, and like would have no. There wouldn't be anyone, okay, that I wouldn't ask. Like, hey, you want to do this? Want to do that? And, and you uh, don't do that anymore. No, like I don't even ask my own friends because <laughs> I'm just like, why the fuck would they want to deal with me? Yes, there's like, yeah, I don't reach out to a lot of people to do my podcast anymore. Yeah, that, that when I, you know, my I ended my podcast, but the same thing. Like I wasn't, I didn't really book it for the most part, but I didn't ask my friends because I was just like, oh, come on, none of my friends want to go. Like they don't want to fucking 
talk to me. Like, like if they do, we'll have lunch. So <laughs> I wouldn't ask any of my and you had friends. tons of famous friends, but I didn't want to ask any of them. And then I then a few of them were like, you know, I would finally like break down and ask them. They're like, finally, <laughs> I see you posting about this thing. You never asked me to do it. And then I realized like it's my low self esteem. Mm. Like then make someone think. This is why I realized like I used to celebrate my birthday, or like, ba- like when I was like not that much younger, but like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, like in that window where I would go out and like go to bars, which I don't really do anymore. Um, I still drink a ridiculous okay, amount, but um, but like friends would be like, "Oh, it's your birthday. Let's have a get together." And like, well, I'll meet at the spar. So, would I, and then I'd be like, okay. And like, I would never let anyone like plan it like a week in it, you know, any advance notice. And then it would always be like the day we were like, oh, we're going to do this thing. And then I would like tell people and text people. And then I realized I was like, oh, everyone coming to this thing thinks they were an afterthought because mm. they think we probably planned it like weeks ago. Yeah. When it's like, no, we just 15 minutes ago. Right. I don't know. I'm, I have no right. evidence of this. It's just one th- more reason I hate myself. No, uh, don't do that. But I hear what you're saying. Like your low self-esteem makes other people feel not special. But don't feel yeah. bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you, do you need to go? No. Okay. I'm never leaving. Let me let me look if I need to go. <laughs> um, no, I don't need to go. I, I mean, there some, a friend is going to come grab me. Um. So, um, but other than that, I don't need to go. Okay. He said he can wait. Okay, great. He's like masturbating in front of your house. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Okay. Uh, So, we have a couple segments. Okay. um, And actually, we have a couple questions uh, that listeners have sent in. I'm on Patreon. Are we Patreon? Patreon? Oh my God, I love that. Okay, so I'm on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. Uh, you can get bonus episodes of my Patreon uh, podcast called The Friend Zone. You, there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. Um, you can see videos of the Thursday show. There's live streams, photos. I mean, it's just a cornucopia of stuff. And if you, if you subscribe uh, for the, if you go for the annual, why am I hemming and hawing? If you go for the annual subscription, you get two months free quite a deal and also you can submit questions for the guests okay and we have a song when we ask they send them in they're wondering how you have been so thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans that's really good maureen bozduman says did you sell your kitchenaid mixer What's Puddle's Pity Party like? I think you're amazing. Exciting for this to air. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. The mixer she's referring to is I, my girlfriend, someone left a KitchenAid mixer in like largely used, but like brand new basically in, in a bag on the street and it said free mixer. And I had painted one once before my sister's mixer years ago. So I was like, oh, I'm going to paint another one. So I painted it. And I've not sold it yet. Some guy offered a nice chunk of change for it. So I think I'm going to send it to him when I get back to New York. Nice. So Do you 
Do you use acrylics? What's your What's your medium? I'm glad you asked. Mm. I do use acrylics mostly, though, because I used to use all sorts of stuff when, like, years ago. But like your body, all the chemicals like xylene and all、mm. these things that are in paint, like your your body apparently stores stores it like permanently. Oh, or like you reach a threshold to where you can't. You can't be around it anymore. Like、oh. so, I got to the point where, where I would smell certain chemicals and like start to nod off like、oh, a、geez. heroin addict. And so,、uh, which, by the way, nothing against heroin addicts. If anyone's <laughs> going to come after me for yeah. making, yeah, yeah,、um, no, I get that. But so now I do use acrylics as much as I can,、mm. and、uh, and also it's just easier to clean up. What's Puddle's pity party like? And he's an absolute delight.、Um, I love him. I'm a huge fan, and、um, it was kind of cool how we met each other. I was, I, I, I found out about him a few years ago. Like he was on America's Got Talent, but because I'm,、uh, you know, super cool, I've never seen that show. <laughs> but、um, I was really into.、Uh, You know the BG song. I started a joke. I don't think、yeah. I know this song. It's sort of pre, like pre Saturday Night Fever, all that.、Um, but it's one of the greatest songs of all time. And I always go down the wormhole with songs that I think are amazing, and I just start seeking out every version that's ever been done of them. And so I was like, I wonder who else is. I, well, Faith No More did a version、yeah. that's really good. And so I was like, I wonder who, if anyone else is. Done a variation on the song, and I I found he did one, and it was so great. And his perform it was like in a coffee shop, and it was just I was just like this guy's amazing, and I became a fan. And then one day, he just messaged me on Instagram. I secreted it somehow. Like, oh, oh, I, I like, was like, what is?、This? I was like, is that like a file? This, this <laughs> I know what you mean. You brought you manifested the book. The book it, yeah, I, even though I've never read the book, I I think I, I think we get the gist. You of get it, the、though. gist. Yeah.、Um, you but manifested. Yeah, he messaged me, and I was thrilled, and we became friends, and then、uh, we've been doing shows together. That's so cool. For the last, you know, coming up on a year, about ten months now.、Uh, and then Whitney C says. When you feel grumpy, do you try to make yourself feel better, or do you just accept the grumpiness? Hmm. I think I try to make myself feel better、um, because being grumpy doesn't serve my girlfriend and my dog, just to name two of my favorite living things, right there. So, and it also doesn't do me. But you know what I learned, like. I don't. Well, I knew this before, and then I forgot. But my friend Hale Sparks told me this name drop. You <laughs>、um, can prod me; I'll name drop all day long. But he was like, you know, there's a link to depression and dehydration. Did you know this? Look at my face. It, it could, could. Am I stating the obvious? To no, the, the opposite.、Um, I'm incredulous. Yeah, like a lot of times, people he was saying、uh, depression. Like you might just be de- dehydrated. It helps if you just make sure you're hydrated, and you might be. De- and also, he said there's a correlation between hunger and violent crime. Like a lot of times, that feels accurate. Actually, people that knock over liquor store, like 
you know, at gunpoint, like they just they're needed, hangry. They just yeah, exactly. <clears throat> they needed a sandwich, and so. I mean, I am taking a sip of water, but that just feels so. Like, but it's if true. It's, like a simple. few months ago, I was like, oh, I'm in the worst mood, and I was like, what's bothering me? Usually, I can pinpoint something that's, you know, whipping me into a lather, and I was, I was like, wait a minute, I've only had in the last 48 hours that the only liquids I've had are black coffee and red wine. And I was like, maybe I should drink some water. See where that gets me. <laughs> and I drank like two or three glasses really fast. And I was like in 20 minutes, I was like, Oh, I'm in a better mood already. So now every day I, I just, this first thing I do, I just guzzle like water. And it's making you feel better. Totally. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You're so, uh, you your Twitter feed. You were like one of my very very favorite people on Twitter oh, ever. You. And I every time I see you, I tell you this. And then you got kicked off of Twitter for making your mom jokes about Trump fans, mm-hmm. which was really upsetting. Then you snuck back onto Twitter. Sort of. I mean, the thing is, I had I had my verified account that's banned for life. But at the time. I had a few other accounts that were like one I had for my band Valley Lodge. And then I had another one that was an archive for my erotic short stories, <laughs> as you can imagine. And that one, they ba- they also banned my Valley Lodge one. They did not somehow take your, they didn't take stories. all the accounts. I don't even, now I'm realizing I don't want to name all yeah, the yeah. accounts. Cause then someone will be like, I'm going to get those deleted too. But Wait, did they delete your verified or they just locked it? They lock. I can't, tw- I can't do anything, but it's still there. I can look. Okay. I can be logged in and look at stuff and technically be logged into that account, but no one can see it. And I can't, oh, okay. I can't interact in any way. So the tweets are gone. For all the someone tweets like are me. gone, <sighs> but yeah, it's a bummer. And like when it first happened, I was like, Oh no, like how, like my, Life is over. <laughs> um, but very quickly, I was like, oh, my God, it's so much better not being on Twitter. The only thing I miss is that it was just sort of, I think, I had the rhythm of being like, it was like a notepad for yeah. jokes. And so I think I miss having that. And I think like um, it would be good to kind of still pretend that I'm on Twitter because it was good. Like I didn't come up with that many gems from tweets, but I did some over the years. But you're the, so, but like the tone of your tweets, it was just, I just thought it was, there was, it was so funny, but there would also be so much stuff like, and I feel like I see some of this on Instagram now and I'm not going to do it justice. And in fact, not at all. But it'd just be like, you know, at this airport, so much porking going on or whatever, you know, the general Dave, <laughs> the yeah. Dave Hill stuff. Sure, yeah. And here's my question. When you are writing something like that, mm-hmm. are you sometimes in a bad mood when you're writing that? No. Like when you're being silly, are you – is that coming – are you able to still create that silliness when you're in a bad mood? I guess that's the question. Not really. I mean, I don't, you know, I know that people always talk like art coming from pain, but I don't 
do anything. Like okay. when I'm depressed or I don't, nothing, I don't really, nothing comes of it for me. Like I don't, I don't go like, oh, I used all my pain and I spun it into gold. I'm like, no, I just fucking lie on the couch, lied around and I got drunk that night and then did it So like when you do Instagram stories, um, like, oh, hey, it's Dave from before Mm -hmm. or uh, stuff on when you're like riding your bike and stuff like, yeah, you're not in a bad mood. You're like, that's not when you're depressed. No, not really. I mean, I would say that, I mean, that's just easy. I don't know. Like, I think those videos on Instagram, I started doing like during the pandemic because I was just like by myself all the time. I was just like riding a bike around this town of 3,000 people and I would literally not see anybody. Like I might see a car, might see one person 100 yards away walking their dog, but there's no inter- human interaction. So I started imagining running into people and I started making videos based on my uh, um, imagined nemeses around <laughs> town. And that's kind of how that started. Right. Um. All right. And then let's uh, either quickly, let's do Just Me or Everyone or Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. Which one would you rather do? Um, I was thinking about these on the way, and I think most, maybe Go Fuck Yourself. Let's do that one then. Though I feel like I just have a really obvious one, is I is just people's, uh, in, with phones and stuff. Like I hate, Probably the worst are the people that walk around FaceTiming. Mm. And you see, probably don't see as much here, but like in New York, there's always someone walking around like FaceTiming, just like, oh my God, yeah, and I'm on the street. And fuck you. (laughs) I fuck, it's like, it's so stupid. And I think like we should trip these people. Um, It's just horrible. That and the people that talk hold the phone like it's a pop tart <laughs> and leave it on speakerphone and just got eh, no and anyone also like i don't talk that loud i'm pretty soft-spoken i'm told and i understand like at a restaurant it might be hard to hear me at times but i've never had anyone say i wasn't talking loud enough on the phone and i don't even talk this loud on the phone mm-hmm. You don't, the technology is there for a soft-spoken gentleman <laughs> to speak to where no one can hear me on the, when I'm walking down the street on the yeah. phone, no one can hear me. Like, right? you shouldn't be able to hear someone's conversation. There's no reason to talk so loud that someone 10 feet away can hear what you're saying on the street. And these fuckers walk around, especially the people with like, I think there's like an ego thing of like, when people yell at other people on the phone, they're like, no, no, you are, you don't understand. Like, look, listen, you shut. And like, and it's like, first of all, I always wonder like, who is this person on the phone that is not hanging up on this fucking idiot? (laughs) Cause like anyone says any yells at me at all. I'm like, go fuck yourself. And I'm just, there's no, if you Mm. raise your voice, I'll fucking come at stab you. <laughs> no, I, but no, but I'll hang up on you. I'll yeah. just be like, no, bye. So I'm amazed that someone's actually talking to someone else. I just, just phone poor, not even poor bad etiquette. It's just a lack of consideration for other human beings. People on the people, the only one I'll sort of be like, okay, is like mothers with their kids and iPads and phones that don't, 
put headphones in because I, I think it's inconsiderate, but I also realize like they're dealing with so much fucking shit dealing with this fucking four year old or whatever that it's like, whatever, mm-hmm. I can deal with a fucking video game. <laughs> like, thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. That pass. is the only example where I'm like, okay, I'm not into this, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, oh, my gosh. So, people with their loud voices and loud devices. Just loud. I think, yeah, loud yeah. in general. And then also, people that crank. Almost, you almost never hear people cranking great music. No, you don't. <laughs> people are like, oh, I listen to horrible music. I should crank it up. Yeah. Like, I, oh, the only time is when Michael Jackson died. People would get on the subway cranking Michael Jackson. And I was, without exception, I was just like, why? And when Prince died, same thing. I'm like, yeah, we should have been doing this all along. <laughs> like, just uh, as as humans being like, hey, let's make this better. Crank the two greatest artists of all time. Yeah. And I know someone's going to be like, you shouldn't be listening to Michael Jackson. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but put on Off the Wall and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, he could have sh- murdered my family. But that was and a- I would still be like, it's a fucking great album. <laughs> First cassette I ever owned. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we have something to say to all those people. Yeah. No. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. There we go. Yeah. Dave Hill. This was so delightful. Thank, Thank you, you for so having me. Much I know for... I said a lot of polarizing things. Uh, we're all going to get canceled, probably. <laughs> so we're going to all have to go to a cabin in the woods that is filled with mid-modern cheese plates. Cheese plates. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Tell everyone uh, where they can find you and plug whatever you'd like to plug. I'm glad you asked. I have a website on the internet. I don't know if people use those anymore. They might. I don't don't know. If you can get it on your phone, yeah. DaveHillOnline.com. And then, but I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Mr. Dave Hill, at Mr. Dave Hill. And um, I think that's all you need to know. Great. And listen, if you like what you're hearing, or even even if you don't, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, leave us a nice comment. Click five stars, please. Tell your friends. Listen to my other podcast, Upworthy Weekly. That's my lighthearted news podcast that comes out on Saturdays. And Childish, that's my parenting-ish podcast that I do with Greg Fitzsimmons. Follow me on social media, at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. I am also on TikTok, but I don't do a lot on there. But that could change any day now. And that's the Allison Rosen. Uh, and uh, I already mentioned Patreon. I'm also on Cameo. Tony, what about you? Twitter. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm on Cameo too. I forgot to say. Yeah. Go yeah. C- Cameo us up. Yeah. Ca- it's also, well, Dave Hill or at Mr. Dave Hill, whatever. Yeah. I love Cameo. Do it. Get a, get a Cameo from I Dave Hill. I spent all the money on cocaine. No. <laughs> I On dog treats. Do, get, a, get a Cameo from Dave Hill so that Lucy can have dog treats. Mm-hmm, yeah. What about you, Tony? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton and my podcast Bizarre Albums every Tuesday. Wonderful. This was so much fun. Thank you, Dave Hill. Thanks for having me. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 